Welcome to Estrepreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurs doing business and life God's way. Each week, we discuss biblical and practical tips to improve your mind, business, spirit, and finances. Listen along as I speak with special guests on how to thrive in all aspects of life. Hi, I'm Edna, a certified John Maxwell executive coach and trainer and founder of Favor and Wealth, where we help the good guys win. So tune in as we bring on the light. Well, hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Estrepreneur Podcast, where I highlight individuals who do us business and life God's way. And today we have another amazing guest that I am excited to have on the show because I know that a lot of times we are looking for ways to differentiate ourselves in um, the marketplace and in our niche and in in our industry and what better way to do that than visually you know because as you all know majority of people are visual more than audio or or um feelers, but they, when they see something, um, they'll be able to penetrate the message even more um, to what you're targeting. So I am very excited because I've never, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of um, graphic designers before, obviously, you know, being in my industry, you know, I, I recommend a lot of my clients um, to individuals um, who are, you know, great at graphic design but to me it's not just about graphic designing right it's about putting the um the vision and the idea and whatever it is that god has birthed inside of you um and bringing it to life and this is exactly what my guest does and so without further ado um i'm going to introduce miss mrs karen pina and um but before i do that Sorry, let me back up. Let me tell you how I met her. So as you all know, I am involved with many different organizations. And one of the things that I love um, being part of are groups that are like-minded individuals. And the group that I, um, that I met Karen through is called Christian Business Owners um, Living, Doing Business with a Purpose or something like that. Um, but... Um, as I was, you know, praying for guests for to come on the show, um, when her application came through and I saw the things that she did, you know, the Holy Spirit told me, you know, she's, you need, you need to have her on the show. So I know whatever it is that she's going to be sharing with you guys, you guys are going to be blessed. I, I did um, get to know her a little bit um, prior to the podcast. And so um, her testimony is amazing. And I'm looking forward to having her um, talk about what the Lord has done in her life. So Karen, let me go back to introducing you. So Karen, um, Karen Pina, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe your family and what exactly it is that you do? Sure. Well, I am married to a glory man. I didn't date this man. We've been married going on 20 years. We have two adult girls. We're empty nesters. Wow. And we are partners in business. <laughs> and we are partners in ministry. Yes. We both have a slant. We went to the same college, Gibbs College. He studied graphic design there, and I went into a administration and secretarial program way back in the early 
80s, yeah. <laughs> 70s. So I'm dating myself here. Okay. <laughs> but that's, you know, the similitude of our gifting, right? We're both gifted in that yeah. kind of way. I studied administration. He studied graphic design. And when God put us together, our strengths that we bring to our business, the art stand online, our administration, creativity, and instruction, yes. which as you talked about, help to bring that vision that a budding author may have to life, right? So we're master scribes, actually. That's what we are. We are skilled in the arts, book editing, graphic design, voiceovers, and illustration, as well as marketing. Yeah. So our backgrounds are, you know, really interesting. We didn't just go to school there. My husband actually went on and did a certificate program in broadcasting, as well as his bachelor's is in marketing. Nice. So it's very interesting, right? A very interesting mix. So I'm also the technical side. I used to teach courses, all of the Microsoft desktop courses for many, many years. And I consulted yeah. for the government doing that. So I am the kind of technical savvy as well behind the scenes that will do the finalizing of a book cover, the refining, the polishing and the digitizing of the artwork to make sure that it's ready for print. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so are you, so it's you and your husband. Now, how long have you guys been in business, Karen? We have been in business, this business, as you know, many entrepreneurs are like serial entrepreneurs. That's We're no right. different in that right. I would, you know, overall in business, we have 30 years, just myself, 30 years, and he's got 20. So we've got a, a long history in business, but this business was birthed approximately five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And how, so I, you know, for those who um, are serial entrepreneurs, you know, um, how did you, how did you um, transition from what did you do before this? Like what type of business was it? We were leadership coaches. Okay. Got it. So when you transition, obviously those are two different things. Well, technically it's anyway, from leadership to, you know, what you do now being master scribes, like what, how would you, how did you transition that through that? Like, how did that look like? Well, for us, we are called, we have a dual calling, right? Okay. So on the leadership side, and I'm sure you can relate to this, that was more of the ministry piece, right? Yes. The leadership coaching piece. Yes. We coached, you know, if anyone's familiar with John Maxwell, yes. you know, it's, it was in that vein. And that was really a ministry, just like your podcast is a ministry, right? Yep. It was more ministry centered. And while that was going on, we were writing books, we were, and my husband began to draw some of the covers and he would say to me, Karen, you know, you're really good at, as I was writing my own books, he was like, you're really good at the graphic side of it. Right. And cause he's in graphic design and he would always point that out. And I'd be like, well, yeah, I never really saw it. You know, sometimes people see things in yourself that you don't That's right. see. That's right. And he's a great encourager to me. He's probably my best cheerleader. And he was like, you do have that you know, graphic design edge. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then one day we went to a, a service, a church service. And, you know, everybody goes up for prayer and the person called us up for prayer. And he says, God is bringing business back around your way mm. again. He goes, I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. 
And he says, but I see business coming back around your way. Get ready. God's bringing you back into business. Now, at that point, we had been leadership coaching as a ministry, which, you know, the administration pieces of that, that's still business related, right? right? You're still hiring clients and there's a business aspect to it, but it's not like a business. There's no product, Mm -hmm. if you will, right? It's more of a service, but this is the product, right? That you're turning out. So when you think about business, you know, that is where most people latch on to when it comes to a business. And so we just looked at one another like, okay, we didn't really know what that (laughs) meant either. And then one day, one of my friends called me and she was struggling with a project. And I was like, well, let's just talk about it. And, she, and it's the very art that I sent over to you that we eventually end up partnering with her to create her book cover. She says, I'm trying to create a book cover for a book. And I've talked to multiple people and they're like not getting it. Mm-hmm. She was, I've explained it. I've provided photos and they're not getting, it. I said, well, just shoot it over to me. Right. Let me take a look at it. And I thought Etna, that I was helping a friend. <laughs> I did that, that, that word of knowledge that was given to us was nowhere on my mind. Yeah. We were still coaching at that time, but kind of yeah. like the brook was beginning to dry up yeah. with income from there. We coached yeah. everything around us that breathed all the referrals stopped coming in. Yeah. And so we were set up. We were basically yeah. divinely set up. And yeah. when I took a look at the photo in all the specs that she sent over, I sent it to my husband. I was like, what do you think about this? Take a look at this. And immediately God dropped a vision on him. He went up into a vision and he saw what any, everybody else that she had sent it to couldn't see, but yeah. also what only the eyes of God could see okay. relative to her finished product. And so it was like God said, help her produce this. And we had nothing at in place. We didn't have a way to create spec sheets. We didn't have a website. We had zip zilch. All we had literally, you know, like the scripture that says, what do you have in your hand? That's right. And you know, if you think about the other scripture that says silver and gold, have I none yes. such as I have, all we had yes. <laughs> was our gifts and our yes. talents and our That's training. Right. And the, and the spirit of God and the wisdom. So we uh, had to put something in place in order to even get paid to do this for her. Yeah. So someone said, I'll give you a website for free. They just gave us a website for free. Yeah. Yeah. And then God was like, here, here's gave a, you a website for free. Is that what you yeah. just said? Yeah. Wow. I, they just gave it to us. They were like, well, we want to help you birth this here. Yeah. And it's the website that we have right now. Um, and we're talking about a Squarespace site. And if you know anything about Squarespace, those sites aren't cheap. So yeah. not just the design of it, but the payment for it, everything. They just right. literally gave it to us for free. Yes. And then all we had to do was put the back end and the administrative pieces and the process together. And I sat down in prayer, Edna, and bam, it just dropped on me. It was like, you do it like this, you do it like this, you do it like this. And I, and I was kind of forced to, it just, it found us, I guess is the point. And because because she was willing to create the website, you know, you need content for that. So while I'm, you know, while my husband is off illustrating the client's (laughs) 
art, I'm working with the designer and the administrative pieces. And yeah. because she needed text and content that I didn't really have, as she would ask for things, God would give it to me. And that's how it was birthed. Wow. Wow. I love that. I love that. And it, it, you, know, you said several things that I kind of want to uh, um, bring up. Um, you know, knowing the times, right? Knowing that cer a certain season is over, you know, transitioning to the next one, mm. you might have had discernment, you know, when your well is running dry, right? And sometimes mm -hmm. a lot of people, we as entrepreneurs, you know, especially, or not just entrepreneurs, but regular individuals, you know, we like to be comfortable, you know, when, when God <laughs> is calling us out to the new, it's very difficult sometimes to, uh, let go of what we know and embrace whatever the new thing um, God is doing. And the fact that you guys had discernment, you guys had wisdom and in regards to that. And it sounds like the Lord just kind of like, no, you have no choice. You're going to, you're going to do this. So he kind of like just put it, gave that opportunity and you guys took it and ran with it, you know, and that door obviously led to so many things to where you guys are right now. Um, so exactly. And also, you know, one of the other things that you emphasize that I really think it's, it's key is as you walked in the door that God has given you not having the, you know, the, you know, your, your plan, you know, in, in the world sense, right. The plan, mm -hmm. to, um, for everything, like all your eyes dotted, T's crossed. I mean, you didn't have a website, you didn't have any, you know, you didn't have any equipment, whatever it is. Um, the Lord will provide. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's huge. Um, for those of you guys who are listening that, um, you know, God's given you this idea and you just don't know how to move forward. You're like, how is this going to come about? Stop, stop trying to figure it out. <laughs> you know, that's my thing. Stop trying to figure it out and mm -hmm. look around you. It's like what you said, you know, whatever you need, you already have you know, learn to be resourceful, look around and like, okay, what do I have that, that will help me? Because sometimes, you know, we have that spirit of blindness. You can't see what's in front of you because you're so focused on the things from the past season. So the fact is, mm. you know, you guys had the eyes to see in the spirit realm and be able to, you know, really, um, with clarity. And that's huge. A, a, a lot of times too, as you'll know, it's hard to, um, sometimes when your flesh is really strong, you know, you, it's hard for you to separate your flesh from your spirit. So it maybe makes sense in the flesh, but it's not what God wants. Right. So there is that inner battle between your flesh and your spirit at times. And it's being able to hearken to the voice of the Lord and be like, no, this is it. This is where I, I want you to be. And usually you know, the Lord will meet you where he, if you're at the right path, he'll show you by confirming to you, by providing you the favor, like he did with your website, you know? And so, um, I love that. Now I know you, um, your, your testimony is pretty interesting. I would like for you to share, um, how you came to know Jesus. Um, and, and I know our, our, um, I love every time when I speak to people about their testimonies and how they come to know the Lord, I love how God works. And so like, he's such a genius, you know, he's so creative. Mm -hmm. and, he does things. Mm -hmm. and I think that's honestly where, you know, especially for creatives like yourself, you know, God is a creator. He's creative. He could make things happen out of nothing. And, um, and it's just an idea yes. and put it to life. And, um, 
and he and he's just oh my gosh he's just the way he does things so tell us about your story how you came to know Jesus and and then we'll go from there yeah well you know I grew up in the typical three times a year we go to church household <laughs> And so I had no foundation Edna, about Christ at all, other than I went to a Catholic grammar school. And if that wasn't enough to turn me off from Jesus, I don't know what was. But <laughs> I came to him in a very tough time in my life. I was going through a divorce. I was struggling miserably at life in yeah. general because I grew up sheltered. I was the baby. And my childhood really just didn't prepare me for all that this world, you know, has to offer because it will eat you up and spit you out, you know? Right. And my ex-husband was a Jehovah's Witness mm. and I learned something from him. And this is what I learned. If a believer invites you to a church service, all you need to do is tell him or her, that I'm a witness, I'm a Jehovah's witness, mm -hmm. and they will leave you alone. And this is exactly what happened to me. I was living in this condo. I had moved out of my hometown state after the divorce, trying to run away from my ex-husband and all the problems and you know all my small circle of people because I grew up in a small hometown, You know, a lot of shame because of the yeah. divorce. And yeah. I moved somewhere and my next door neighbor was like, every time I would come home, I was working and she was like, come to church with me. Every time I would roll up to the door, she'd be standing there inviting me to a church service. And honestly, I just kept saying, I'm a Jehovah's witness. Mm -hmm. Well, this was a real believer and I had never really encountered a real believer. Right. That excuse was not going to fly with her. She did not leave me alone. She just kept asking me and the church that she went to you know they were like always in a revival okay it wasn't the kind of church where like you schedule revivals they lived in revival and so like she went to church every day and I was like how who invites someone to church every day <laughs> so you know I felt like I couldn't even come home in peace without this invitation so to be honest i was just like yeah just to get her to leave me alone i'll go i will go and so she was like good wow tomorrow <laughs> what time to get home from work and she you know mapped everything out sure enough when i got in and i had you know our, our girl at that time was you know just a baby little toddler yeah and she was like oh don't worry about it my kids aren't going you can leave them with you know my husband it'll just be me and you so she had my babysitter she yeah. had the time wow. she was what like you know you can this. eat with us you don't have to worry about cooking so my, the point is you see this edna i'm always yes. getting set up <laughs> right. i had no use but to go so i went and the minister that night gave an altar call in a way that I had never heard or experienced before because I had no context, you know, at all for this. And what he did was he actually said, listen, I'm going to show you something. And he says, but before I do, he says, there's a woman here who 
is going through a divorce or you just finished a divorce. And he says, and you're at your wits end right now. You don't even know how you're going to make it. He goes, you have all this financial problems. And he says, God is calling you specifically. I, had, I didn't know what prophecy was. I had never had anybody speak to my situation that way. And then he says, now for the rest of you, you know, you just need to come up here and accept Jesus into your life. But I knew that God was speaking to me. Even if you've never heard God speak to you at all, you know when yes. he's talking to you. Yes. So I got down to that altar, right? I hightailed it down to that altar and he lined us up. There was like, again, this church was very progressive. There were 50 other people besides me who came down to accept okay. Christ that night. Now okay. he did, it was amazing, Edna. He didn't just describe my situation. I think I probably just zoned out, honestly, on what he said to everybody else, but he was very like prophetic evangelism, okay? And he would describe your situation Accurate. to the two people ran down. Mm -hmm. And um, he lined us all up, had all the deacons line us up on the stage. And he says, okay, now I'm gonna give you a visualization exercise. He said, Jesus is standing on the other side of a door that's right in front of you. See it? Now, because I struggled with nightmares and tormenting dreams to try to stop my own prophetic gifting and ability to be able to see in a spirit and to prophesy, I was attacked. I didn't even know what that was. I couldn't see anything. So he's standing up here talking about Jesus on the other end of a door with a knob. And I'm like, I don't see anything. Or I thought I wouldn't see anything. Right, right. That was my thought process. I'm not going to see anything. Because I had pretty much shut down what I could see because it was all evil, all dark, yes. all tormenting, right? Yes. But amazingly, I was able to see exactly what he described. It blew my mind. I saw Jesus. I saw the, the door. I saw the knob. And he says, but the thing is, there's only a knob on your side. So you have to let Jesus in. So mm. good. Oh my gosh. And he says, you've got to let him in. He goes, and that knob, that door, that's your heart. He says, so you've got to open your heart and let him in. Yeah. And he says, when you let him in, I want you to stand up on your feet. Well, all around me, these 50 people were gently like waving their hands and standing up on their feet. Well, again, because I couldn't see anything up to that point, right? When I did, and I literally saw the door open, I saw Jesus. He like walked right into me. I jumped up at about two to three feet off the ground. I didn't just stand. I jumped up and with joy and excitement and a big exclamation point, I said, he came into my heart. He came into my heart. I love that. And I will never forget that summer night in 1990 and my whole life immediately changed and in a good way. Wow. Wow. I, I, I love, like I said, I love hearing people's testimonies and, you know, um, he knew exactly what you needed, you know, for you to see that he was real, you know, that he's, he's mm. truth. And, and, and that's what I love about the Lord is he's so, um, his approach to every person is unique to that particular individual. 
Um, mm. and, and, you know, you said your life dramatically changed. Um, can you give us an example of how that, what, what took place? Yeah. What happened for me was all of, I was stripped of all of my material goods, everything that I had, my car was totaled like a day later, the job I had basically told me, you're not a good fit. So I was left with nothing but Jesus. I know people say that, but I live that. (laughs) I live that. And so I had to move into an apartment with my friend at church, my newfound friend at this new church. And she basically went to work, left me with her car, and I was left there alone in this apartment all day with Jesus. And so what happened was I went from never reading a scripture in my life to being shut in the house with Jesus, hours on end, fasting, praying, and reading my word. Wow, Karen. I, I, I'm, you know, that resonates with me because for those of you guys who have had that journey where everything was stripped away and all you have was God, Jesus himself. Mm. And I remember at those days, and I don't have time to go over my testimony, but there were days where I would literally put my Bible, I don't have any fun because it's in my room, but I would put it in a chair, a chair, literally, and I would just have, like, I in my, not visual, but I know he's there, like, I was having just endless conversations with the Lord, and he's yes. telling me about my life, and he's telling me about the things, and I'm getting, getting this insight, and he's telling me about my future, and what, you know, about my future husband, I went through a divorce as well, Karen, I don't know if you knew that, but all these different things, and it was that season of aloneness with him, Mm. that I really um, felt more complete, you know, than any time of my life. I know what it's like to have a lot of money. I know what it's like to be, you know, but at that season, those seasons, that particular season, because it wasn't like a quick thing. It was a a transitional time. Um, The Lord just made himself more clear to me in my life and more relevant. And I, and now I have no doubt when I hear his voice, you know, when you spend that time with the Lord so much and that intimacy, you won't get confused. You know, the Lord is so clear and, and, and he's just, he's, oh my gosh, like to experience this tangible love. And for those of you guys who don't know what it's like, words can't describe it. (laughs) The type of joy, this type of, you know, the peace, you know, the wholeness that you feel And, 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 and just, being able to see yourself the way he sees you as well, no matter Mm. what the world sees in the natural, um, really changes your perspective and your outlook and life. And I am really glad to share that because um, that's key because your identity, as you know, Karen, is not in the things that the world has to offer or or even background or experience. But when you truly have an identity in Christ and you see the way your, yourself the way the Lord sees you, you know, nothing is going to phase you <laughs> ever mm-hmm, in this world, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your why. You know, why do you do what you do? Um, obviously, you shared a little bit about your testimony, but tell us your why. You know, people would ask you, hey, why do you do what you do? Why are you in this business? You know, why do you, wh- like, why? So go ahead, Karen. 
Well, yeah, because one, he birthed it. <laughs> and then two, you know, we were coming out of that long season of mentoring and training, you know, our own selves. Because if anyone's ever been through coach training, it transforms you first before you can transform anyone else, right? And so we were ascending in the kingdom, right? And in our stature. And one night, you know, we were just like, okay, God, what is next, right? What's next? And, you know, prayer helps you understand why you do what you do, you know? So for us, we saw a need, right? We saw a need for the Christian author, right? Not just someone who can take a stock photo again and just run with uh, a vision. It's so much more than that. And we created a place where apostolic and prophetic people, people that see in the spirit, that hear God like you and I, that are really intimate, right? Whether they be in business or ministry, they have a place where they can bring their God-given vision for their book covers, you know, their God-given vision for their voiceovers, their marketing, right? It's a need. It really is a need. If you're a visionary, a creative, you're someone on the cutting edge, right? You need something that's not right off the shelf, right? right. Because those stock stock photos are right. They're not going to accurately capture the heart of the vision for what God has given you. And so we've been not only trained, but anointed. That's the key anointed to do this in this manner. And, you know, we're going to meet the client's need and illustrate with precision in a way that a stock photo just can't. And so we, help first-time authors and even second-time authors, you know, the serial author, if you will, discern what God is saying about the book and put that on the cover, put that in the marketing, put that in the book trailer and do it in a timely way. Because just because you have a vision doesn't mean it's always the time to do it. So we exist to bring heavenly visions of leaders book into the earth in art form. Yes. Oh That's my God. why we exist. I love all of that. And you're right. It's gosh. And, and I know there's Fiverr and all these different things that you could hire, you know, um, for cheaper or whatever, but, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's fine. But, you know, to me is about stewardship, you know, and mm-hmm. God gives something that is more than, you know, it, it's a solution. It's, it's bigger than just an idea or a book, but this is something that's really going to transform the world or, you know, change things in society, you know, you mm-hmm. need to be able to um, put that on, uh, like, vi- like in visual, like as far as creative space, because you don't want it's not like any other book, if that makes sense. It's not like any exactly. other Exactly. This is something that God has given you. The creator of the universe has put inside mm-hmm. of you and you have to steward it well, you know? And there's something yes. about when he gives, when God gives you something and you're a good steward and you take care of it, it's like cleaning your house or whatever, God mm-hmm. gives you more, right? And, and it's more about, yes. he's going to expand your territory. He's going to, and I've seen it time and time again in my life, 
where, you know, he gives you little things. So don't despise, for those of you guys who are just starting out, don't despise small beginnings because it's during those times of teachings and learning the lessons and, you know, developing your character and all these other things, mm -hmm. um, those little ideas that that's what God is going to use to see, okay, you did that well, you executed that well, you listened to my instructions by hiring the right people because that's another thing. Oh God, thank you, Lord, for reminding me. When you have an idea, right, that God is birthing you and you are, you know, picking whoever you're choosing to work with you regarding that idea, you have to be very careful that you have, you are hiring people with the same, um, I guess, with the same father, right? <laughs> the same yes. father because you do not want to taint. It's about being unequally yoked. It's not just a marriage thing. You know, it's also in business. You know, when you co-labor with people who, who, who hears from God, talks, you know, knows God and everything, there's just something when you, we know the Bible says when two or more agree, right? When you guys right. have the same, it's just going to be more powerful, more impactful. I saw a difference when I started um, working or hiring vendors that were um, you know, God's sons and daughters. And not only did it become, you know, like a, a, a you know, a vendor client relationship, but it became, you know, a friendship and became family. And you, and those things are, are essential, especially in this world, you know, to have that community, um, that you can depend on knowing that they will always have, you know, integrity. They will always treat you fair. They will always price you well, you know, and, and that they are going to have the best ideas because they hear from God themselves. And yes. so I love all of that. Now we talked <laughs> a lot about your successes, Karen. Let's talk a little bit about the struggles you face. As you know, guys, in this journey called entrepreneurship, it's not all glitz and glamour. So can you talk to us about a challenge that you face and how did you overcome it? Yeah, we touched on it just a little bit. And the biggest challenge I had was starting a business again mm -hmm. in the midst of being in ministry. Yeah. You know, honestly, I was like, great. I'm out of the business, you know, realm. I had worked in corporate America for 30 plus years. And I was like, oh, good. You know, I get to do ministry now, the second phase of my life. You know, if you've read the book, the second half of your life or know what that means, you know, it's like now I'm coming into significance, right? Yes. I did all the stuff yes. that was insignificant. Now I'm coming into significance. That's and right. then he threw a monkey wrench my way and was like, start a business. So, you know, it's a challenge to serve God with a dual calling. It's challenging enough just being an entrepreneur. And now you want me to do both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so that was challenging for me. And how I was able to overcome this challenge is by putting more of a demand on Holy Spirit. Because when God is requiring more of you, mm -hmm. then it's an invitation to require more of him. Right. And so one of my favorite scriptures that helped me was Galatians 5.25, which basically admonishes us to keep in step with Holy Spirit at all times. Yeah. So there's no way, Etna, that I can do all that I do with all the things you just talked about, the excellence, the integrity, and good character. Because, mm -hmm. you know, just being frenetically busy alone will will get you out of character. Right. <laughs> so right. what I had to do was learn how to write 
come along every day and allow Holy Spirit to work through me because he can accomplish far more than I can in 24 hours, relying on, like you said, my flesh and relying on worldly principles of time management. No, the supernatural glory of God helps me overcome the demands of my dual calling. Yes. Oh my goodness. Gosh. And I just feel the presence of God. So sorry. Yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're just so, so powerful guys. Everything she's saying, you know, a lot of times people see, you know, the, obviously the results, the outcome of, you know, people who have obviously um, have a track record in business or whatever their calling is. And, and um, for those who are sons and daughters of God and truly rely on the Holy Spirit, I mean, without him, seriously, like, there's no way. And, and, and it sounds so religious per se, but it's not. Mm. It, it's, it's not just talk. Like, I, I have no idea, even with this podcast, guys, like, the Lord told me, okay, this is, this is going to happen. I'm going to bring out the guests and all this other stuff. And he told me how to systemize everything and organize it. And, like, literally step by step. He said, do this first, do this first, do this first. And now this podcast, which um, have amazing guests turn out and just, I know the Lord's doing amazing things through it. Like literally it comes with no sorrow. It's not stressful. You know, everything, it was just orchestrated mm. and organized um, with excellence and, and, and it just, everything just kind of fell in line and it was easy. Mm-hmm. And then the people would spend, you know, months developing a podcast. It literally took me a couple of weeks, you know, less than that, you know, because the Lord gave me that strategic wisdom from heaven's yes. places and told me exactly what I need to do. But I also obeyed, right? And so the fact that you acknowledge the Holy Spirit, Karen, as the being able using that as your, you know, basically your solution to overcoming that challenge of, mm-hmm. of, of, of you know, starting something new, you know, it's huge. And for those of you guys who can relate, you get it, you know? And so I'm very glad that you mentioned that because he ultimately is um, my best advisor in the world. He is brilliant beyond, you know, I will literally be the most serious challenges in business or for my clients, like my client will bring up something and I just go to the Holy Spirit and he gives me a simple answer and I just spelled it and you know, sell that, but really tell them that and then it works. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Now let's talk about your business and biblical principles. Obviously your business is all biblical principles, but can you make it plain? Can you give us an example of how you incorporate biblical principles in your business? Yes. You know, our creator is God, right? And that sounds so like, yeah, but sometimes we miss that. Yeah. He is a creator. <laughs> so, right. you know, right. in this business, we are blessed to apply the biblical principle of creating with him. Yes. In accordance with Deuteronomy 8 and 18, that tells us that he is the one that gives us the power to create wealth. Yes. Now, here's the teacher coming out. Here's the teacher side of me. Create is a very interesting word. In Hebrew, it's bara. Bara, and that word means to create something new, novel, fresh, but also to take something that already existed and create a new. Okay, yeah. 
So while our entire business is founded on creation, we are doing that exact word, right? That Hebrew word. We're taking some things because the clock is bringing some of their ideas, right, and visions that may not be so new or novel or fresh. But when God gives us the vision, then it becomes fresh. So we are truly embodying our God as creator. I mean, just that in and of itself is amazing to me. And then we look at Ephesians 4 because we've talked about how we're really called to apostolic and prophetic types, right? And that's what Ephesians 4 is all about. We equip these apostolic and prophetic leaders to convey their vision. So we're drawing inference, right, from specific chapters and prophetic revelation to bring their vision to life, right? We're not just coming up with something off the top of our head. It's all anchored in scripture, For each individual customer, there is a scripture for their vision, right? So for example, one customer that we worked with came to us and, you know, we have a specification sheet that they fill out. It's very detail oriented. And she went through and filled out the sheet and we reviewed about the specs and prayed and didn't match the vision that my husband was seeing. So what we did was, barah, we took some of the sketches that she provided, something old, right? And we created something new. But then we also gave her back something that she had never seen before because it never hit the earth before. (laughs) And so, you know, then she was like, ah, it was like an awakening happened. And she was blown away because the illustration that she had never seen before, wow, prophesied the specific cover design without us opening our mouth and saying, God says, or the Lord showing me. And um, it was just amazing. And so it also revealed the timing of when she should release this book. So the seven biblical pillars that anchor the art stand online are administration, kingdom leadership and government, apostolic wisdom, discernment, foresight, prayer, and wealth creation with God. Wow. Wow. You, you, I'm just like blown away because like that just sounds like only God could have showed you that. You know what I mean? Cause it's, exactly. it's beyond like normal human understanding and the way the Lord had made it plain to you. And, and just, you know, I've never heard, you know, you know, we always hear God created, but I've never heard the word creator explained the way you just explained, Karen. So that is just amazing. And, um, and you know, I, I don't know, that, that's definitely you're anointed for that. You know, that's all yes. I can hear. It's like anointed, anointed, you know, then there's really no need to elaborate on that. But the fact is, if you guys are listening, you know that that, that is really, that's the hand of God. You know, that's the hand yes. of God that is working through Karen and her husband. Now, remind me your husband's name again, Karen. I'm sorry. Stanley. Stanley. Okay, Stanley. Okay, Karen and Stanley. I love that. I love that. Okay, so now um, let's move on to the next thing. Um, so 
entrepreneurship, as you know, is not easy. And there could be struggling entrepreneurs right now. Can you tell us uh, wisdom nuggets that you could share with them um, that will help them um, in their midst of their challenges? Yeah, it's a simple phrase. And it's this, if God birthed it, you can't run it. <laughs> because let me tell you, me you, will if you, don't know what that means. <laughs> you will frustrate yourself to no end. <laughs> and I know that I've been there. Edna, I know that you've been there. If God birthed it, you can't run it. So <laughs> Can you say it again? I'm sorry. Like, say it again. <laughs> if God birthed it, you yeah. can't run it. So true. Right? Just yeah. take your hands off, relinquish control, Jesus. you know, and the scripture for this wisdom nugget is Galatians 3 and 3. And it poses such a powerful question. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? Now, I didn't say it. <laughs> the word did. Don't kill so, the messenger, guys. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know, Paul here, the apostle Paul is asking a question. He's saying, look, and he's asking you entrepreneurs, because one thing I've learned as an entrepreneur, when you read the Bible, you need to see every scripture as speaking to you as an entrepreneur. So the apostle Paul is saying, look, entrepreneurs, right? If you're struggling resist the temptation to keep striving in your flesh so good. that's what he's saying yeah, he's saying so because all you're gonna do if you really want supernatural results if you really want god to breathe on your business if you really want kingdom wealth if you really want god to take this thing and make it something that you could have never imagined then you cannot do it in your flesh and so what does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis it means daily doing what Paul said, dying, surrendering, crucifying your flesh and trusting God. And so that's the one thing that, you know, you have to just run from like the plague. You have to really resist the temptation to try to do it all yourself. Amen. Amen. I mean, you just got to allow him to run it because it's his. We just get to steward it. Exactly. I'm all about stewardship, Karen. I think once people realize that, that we're stewarding what we have, you know, um, it'll make us more um, mind, like, you know, you'll be more mindful of your decisions. Because if you realize like, hey, this is God's stuff, and I am supposed to steward it well, you know, you, you'll think twice, you know, before doing something, you want to make yes. sure that you're not just acting, but you're being led by the mm -hmm. Spirit of God that shows the sign of maturity, you know, uh, uh, in the believer's life. Like when you, when you do what the Lord tells you to do, that's when things are going to start changing in your life because God wants to make sure that you are, you know, sons of God. You know, the Bible says yes. sons of God are led by the spirit of God. And, and you know, you're no yes. longer a baby. You have matured and the Lord, um, you're growing and you, you walk with the Lord. And, and I, and as you, for those of you guys who've been in Christians for a while, yeah, it's easy for us to say, we love God. Yeah. We read the Bible. We pray, check, 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 check box, go to church, all that stuff. But <laughs> you know, that 
that, that doesn't make you, you know, a better, longer believer more. It's your intimacy with the Lord. It's the fact that you obey the Lord when he gives you instructions. You meditate on the word day and night, you know, things like that. You know, your character is just like him. Things like that. Like, it's not just a one-time pr- sinful pr- sinner's prayer and then that's it. You know, it's a growing thing. And I, I love that, you know, daily crucifying your flesh. You know, you mentioned that earlier and that is just, you know, it's not easy by any means, but when you do, it's so worth it. You know, life is going to be, oh my gosh, when God's presence, like it's so tangible because, you know, he's pleased with you. It's just, it's just, there's something about, you know, his glory that's being released through you that just makes life so much more fulfilling, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so talk about, talk to us about your personal mantra. What, what would you say? Um, and I'm sure you have several, but like, what would you say your personal mantra is? How do you live by Karen? Yeah, it's really in tandem with what we just finished talking about, what you just said, right? About being led by the spirit of God. And when you know that he's leading you, then you know this, as you move, God moves. So that's how I live, you know? And again, this is mature talk right? This is mature talk, right? This is talk for sons because, you know, a lot of times in business, we're like, God, what do you want me to do? Show me what to do. Show me what to do. And he's like, I'm waiting on you to move. You move, I'll move. And so I have learned to live by that. And that's Acts 17, 28. In him, we move, we live, we have our being. So my personal mantra is as I move, God moves. I'm not sitting around waiting on anything. We are one, me and my father. And it's like, I can hear him saying, it's time to move, Karen. That's my mantra as I I move, God moves. I love that. I love that. You know, faith without works is dead. You got to do your thing, you know, walk and say, and then that's what the thing is, you know, we hear this thing a lot, you know, like, you know, um, you're, you're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. And I never understood that, you know, and, until like, you know, I'm like sitting here, I'm like, okay, God, what's my next step? What's my next step? Just move. You know, you, you, you spend time with me. You know, you have a relationship with me. Um, you know, don't second guess yourself. You know, you know, yes. my word, you, you hear my voice. I, I, I'm with you. You know, if, if that's the mm-hmm. thing about God, he's not looking for, you know, robots, you know, <laughs> I'm reminded of this um, video I watched when I was younger and, you know, a real life puppy versus a robot puppy, right? And the real life puppy, you know, loves spending time with the owner. And then the robot is like forced, you know, to spend time with the owner. Guy wants a real puppy, you know, someone who, who would truly, you know, just love being with him, spending time with him versus someone he has to force, you know, to, to spend time with him and love and listen to him. So, um, okay, so let's, let's, let's give something um, uh, different now. Let's focus on the entrepreneurs that are looking to take their business to the next level. You know, obviously your business is where it is now. Um, and obviously you have not just this business, I'm talking about just business in general. I mean, obviously you had two, se- several businesses. So can you tell us one thing that you did that changed the growth trajectory of your business where you realize, okay, wow, I'm in a whole new ball game now, you know? So what would you say that one thing that you did that you could recommend to entrepreneurs that will help them take their business to the next level? Yeah, I can. And before we go there, I do want to let you know that for me, this question is connected 
right to the personal mantra. It kind of really yes. dovetails nicely, right, with that previous question. Yes. And as you were speaking, I want to just make a little tie right here, if sure. I can, almost like sure. tying a little bow yeah. on it, because you know, one thing I heard so clearly was that there's someone listening who is like, but what if I make a mistake? If mm -hmm. I just move when God moves, what if I make a mistake or what if it doesn't work out? I could hear your question. Wow. And God's answer to you is, I know how to course correct. If you get off track, I know how to get you back on track. There are no mistakes in me because every plan that I have for your life has been laid out before the foundation of the world. Ancient plans that you're now walking in, it's already done. You're just moving in it. So yeah. he's not going to let you get off track. That's fear talking and that's lack of trust. So I just had to speak to whoever that was. I could hear you clearly. Now, how that dovetails with this is that it's, you know, common to avoid living a life of death, right? Mm -hmm. Just like that person that he was just speaking to, right? Because we don't really want to let go. And, but you have to, in order to live in resurrection power, in order to live in ascension power, it is a kingdom key to your growth, mm -hmm. right? It's a key. You have to die daily. Now, like you said, it's not easy, the pain, you know, the consistent yielding. But what I love about him is he applies the appropriate pressure for you to grow. That's yeah. what that is. If you're feeling pressure, relinquish control and allow him to grow you. Yeah. I've learned, right, that I have to be better first in order to do better. Mm. And that's like the exact opposite of the world's philosophical yes. and business wisdom, right? Yes. They want you to get more, have more, but not necessarily be more. Yeah. And so it's a well-known fact, right? And a quote actually that nothing grows in comfort. I don't know who said it, but it's a great quote. Mm -hmm. Nothing grows in comfort. So if you want to change the trajectory of your business, then you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? You got to really settle yourself down in this walk, right? That requires a lot from you in the perfect way to sum up this one thing that keeps me ascending and growing in business, life, and ministry is yield. Live yielded. So good. So good. Yield. Someone should hashtag that. Yield. Yes. <laughs> yield. I love that, Karen. I love that. Um, now, if people are interested in connecting with you, um, what would be the best way for them to... Um, contact you, whether it's for service or whatever it is. Um. Yes, the listeners can connect with me by going to theartstandonline.com, theartstandonline.com, because we don't have any physical art. That's how you can remember us. It's not like a gallery, right? It's yeah. all online. <laughs> That's creative right there, guys. I love that. I'm going to put it down here, guys, in the description um, as well um, for the video. And obviously in the podcast, I'll have it in the description as well for the audio portion. Um, can you take a few minutes to pray for our listeners right now, Karen, and just pray whatever the Lord puts in your heart? Yes, yes. I love to pray. So, Father, we 
thank you for the Estherpreneurs that you have trained and entrusted with solutions. Yeah. And I thank you for the Estherpreneurs that you are now calling, even through this podcast, to create products and services for customers. And I hear nations. Wow. Those that you are calling to create products and services for nations, whether they are an emerging or established entrepreneur, I pray that you will give them the wisdom to ascend in your kingdom. I pray for the grace to fast and pray just like Esther, and I pray for the boldness to obey your instructions. Father, teach them how to honor your kingdom protocol as the key to heavenly versus worldly success. As they rise to their calling in the marketplace, may your riches, natural, spiritual, favor, honor, and glory be their portion as they continue to yield to Holy Spirit each and every day. Continue to use this podcast and Edna, your host, for mighty biblical exploits. Grant her unprecedented favor. I hear the word Edna unprecedented for you. Mm. God is going to use you in unprecedented ways. I speak the word unprecedented into every area of your life in agreement with our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords. I bless you, my sister in Christ, and thank you for having me on the Estherpreneur podcast today. Thank you, Karen. Oh, it's been such a blessing. I know you all who are listening have are just, it just, oh my gosh, I hope that that just made you want to spend time with the Lord right now, you know, and, and that you will see, seek him with all of your heart, you know, with every ounce of your being, he's worth yes. it. And, you know, all of your desires, all that stuff, that's nothing. Honestly, all this stuff is nothing compared to your relationship with the Lord and, and, and everything else, you know, you just, you just, oh my gosh, you just like a gift that keeps on giving. That's what I'm seeing the gifts coming out of more gifts, you know, and, and just embrace that. Karen, it's been an honor to have you on our show. I know this won't be the, this won't be the last time. No, this is just for, um, my gosh, this is going to be an ongoing relationship. So I appreciate yes. you, sister. Thank you so much for your time. But to my listeners, to those who are watching right now, guys, like, comment, share. I pray that this bless you. And I pray that you'll tune in next time for another episode of the Estepreneur Podcast where we do business and life God's way. We'll talk soon, guys. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week on Estrepreneur. Make sure to visit our website, favorandwealth.com, for more information on our services. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out too. Also check out my book, The Ugly Side of Sales, available on Amazon, where I share seven of my secrets on how to win and grow business the right way. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.